0: Hey. Welcome to yet another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, This week, we had Al Ernst, our headliner in. Uh, He's a 30-year vet of the game. He's been doing it forever. Started out way back with Les, back in the 80s. And uh, I was actually featuring this week. It was my first full week of feature. Uh, I was very honored to to be part of this. And I loved working with Al. He's a hilarious comic. I learned so much from him. And uh, this podcast, we actually had two... Two special guests, Motown Mark, who's from Michigan, and uh, he actually took the comedy boot camp class with Les McCurdy and Ken Sons, and he had a chance to come down and sit down with us, sit in the back of the green room, and hang out. And uh, we also had one of my buddies, a f- local open micer, On Hill Salvador. A very funny guy and uh, we got to sit down with Les and we really got to get a good clinic going on. All of us learned a lot and uh, had a lot of fun sitting down with these guys and I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as I did. Thanks.
1: Welcome to the conversation. We're in the green room. Uh, This is our uh, podcast and from the actual green room and uh, at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. And uh, as I always say, this is not an interview. It is a conversation. It is as close as we can get to the natural conversation that we as comedians would have in the green room with hidden mics, except they're not hidden, but we're not real bright. So sometimes we forget that. And we're just going to talk. And so uh, our headliner,
2: Al Ernst. What's happening? This is impressive. I mean, I'm not, I mean, this is, this is fancy stuff. I figured <laughs> this was just going to be some guy with a phone. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly like, the way it usually
1: speak is. Speak into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then Motown Mark over here, who uh, came through the comedy class. Uh, how long ago was that? March. Right through March, March. And then so well, you got bring that, bring that little Oh little, yeah, little pull, pull that in a little closer it's to there. you. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, just push this a little bit
0: closer to the mic. Yeah, that windscreen. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And there it I'll is. That's right. And I'll then,
1: uh, you know, got bit by the bug like a lot of people do, and he's up around Detroit, and he goes to Mark Ridley's Club, which is one of the best clubs in the world up there. And uh, uh, what's the little area outside of Detroit where he oh, is? Yeah. Royal Oak. Royal Oak. No, right around Royal Oak. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Royal Oak
3: and Ferndale over there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's got I a great-looking car Mark's over
1: there. is one of the... The Comedy Castle is... Forty, I think they've had their fortieth anniversary uh, not long ago, and uh, one of the best, one of the best comedy venues. anyway. I
2: I, I go Hall of Fame. You know, think about it. You know, you got Punchline Atlanta, Mark Ridley, which is gone pretty much. It's there, but but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. And you got Mark Ridley's. You got, and you know, not the bullshit. uh, Can we say that? You can say whatever you want. All right. Not the (laughs) bullshit last year, but I mean. Let's face it, this is by far the premier club. I mean, you know, there's not a guy on the road that I know that doesn't try to fight to get in right. here. Yeah. yeah. So, you, I, I There's a few of those yeah, single owner single, clubs.
1: Yeah. We've said it before, you know, Ayers, Bruce in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely Bruce. Rick, uh, uh, Nick Costas in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Lacey although, over at, uh, uh, in LA. Or although just outside I don't know of? if you
2: didn't hear about, uh, Nick got in a little bit of trouble with Rogan on his podcast really yeah because they they served him a uh, bad salad and they all got food poisoning <laughs> on the airplane oh, no. back yeah. from uh, Cleveland to yeah. uh, go back from Cleveland to LA yeah so uh, they
0: woke up on the plane with like massive no. diarrhea yeah they, oh. throw, yeah, they
2: actually it got so bad they actually had to call a doctor on yeah. the plane yeah. to oh, sit oh my with them God. But, and, and the doctor kept thinking that those guys were taking. They, they, what what street drugs have you taken? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> name all
0: the hard drugs you've taken. Or like n- none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, tell
1: Sal- me. how Please fun introduce yourself. Also, uh,
4: uh, my name is Salvador,
1: and that one of our local comics here, and joined us. Well, you know, isn't it weird now that used to you always thought of food poisoning as coming from meat. And right. now it's fucking lettuce.
2: That's right, that lettuce does. is what they you They said to it
0: mostly comes from lettuce because you like you have to hand toss the lettuce and hand wash the lettuce. And some people don't. Who well, ca- now? Take wait care. a minute.
2: Who, who goes to a restaurant? And two guys' because his hands in the salad. It's because goes, right, the pickers no, there there the go. pickers <laughs>
1: piss on the lettuce. We all
2: that's because that's because their immigration yeah. because they're it's pissed. all Trump's It's Trump's fault. <laughs> they piss on the because he are pissed at Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Now yes. we get yeah. sick. That's right. Yeah. That's it. So it's that's exactly how it's a cycle. That's that's vicious. It. No, sorry, how fun was that <laughs> show though? I gotta
3: tell you. How fun would that show have been at next fucking morning with these guys all getting sick? On that plane, just think what that that was Because Nick, yeah. yeah. because
1: Nick's place has the steakhouse I in know. the front that's I mean, been I mean, there forever. Awesome. I mean, it's awesome. It is. We awesome did place. a uh, yeah.
2: we did a Carnival comedy challenge way back in the mid two thousands, which was like a kind of an American Idol to get selected as a comic on Carnival Cruise Lines, and we ended up doing hilarities in Cleveland twice. Because the food was so good. We kept going, you know what? I think we need to go back to Cleveland. Yeah, (laughs) I think we need to do that Cleveland gig again.
3: It's a great one, it really is. Hey, back to what you were saying, Les. Now I've been to Big Tommy's over in uh, Detroit. We've we've done a little gig there. We've Uh we've been over at uh, Mark's Place. Right. And here, and like uh, Grocery Al says here, not blowing (laughs) smoke up your ass. This is class, buddy. I'm going to tell you, I am so comfortable here. My wife said to me last night, why am I so comfortable here versus the other place? I'm telling you, that's. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm yeah, well,
1: I mean, no, it's
2: purposeful. He's I trying mean, to headline. Know, don't we're don't we're listen to him. <laughs> 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 I mean, you, you, know, know. you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not going to pay any more than what he's getting right <laughs> no, now. No, no. Listen, yeah. listen, I won't blow smoke up <laughs> <on> my <laughs> ass right here. Yeah. 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 No, and here's what I'll say, you know, uh, and I'll always get back and forth with Les, but Les and Pam, back in the old school of how we did comedy. Now you gotta understand the nineties was that what it was like a you graduated step to step. You came in as an opener, you went to a feature, you became a headliner, and then maybe you became a special event. I mean right. that was kinda it was very defined. And Les and Pam were the first to ever elevate me from a feature act to a headliner. Yeah. And at the time there was nice. no internet you know, the only thing you were sending out were these big video, VHS video c- tapes. But the minute I would say I'm closing, I'm headlining at McCurdy's, that got me work at just about every place yeah. I've yeah. ever worked and, and elevated my, you know, elevated my status. So Great. for that, I will, you know, I will forever work for the ten dollars Yeah. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, Good. Why are you getting double what I'm getting? <laughs> You're getting double what yeah, look at this. We're getting this on the air. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. matter doesn't matter the how Al brings in 60 paid <laughs> tickets last night. Yeah. Now, no, he's no special. Well, Al, man. at
1: least you're getting paid. Yeah. Everybody oh. else in the room is paying me <laughs> to get <him>. a <laughs>
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Is, I know. Les, Les, you know, Les figured it out long, long. He was the smart guy, you know. The rest of us schmucks, we went out on the road. We drive into Orangeburg, South Carolina, and all this. And Les goes, well, you know what? I can move to Sarasota and have be beauty. And I can run my own. And I can, yeah, yeah that's the and the rest of us are like, where are you tomorrow? Right. I'm a in Muncie, Indiana. Well, you know, it was uh, right, yeah, a couple right.
1: weeks ago we had a Norm Stultz in here from yeah. Detroit. And Norm's like 70 years old now. And, and, and you know, raised kids, put them through college, stayed with the same wife forever. He just got him a place at the Villages. Right. And he's still yeah. got a place up north and da And we were playing golf and going, you know, we – we've had a blessed life and be, that we've been able to stay in comedy and ma- make a good living and keep our families together and it was because we didn't have to tour a lot and in his case he's a pharmacist so whenever I whenever I mean whenever yeah. Norm was off the road he could make money and that that's what we talked about was that you really unless you became a a celebrity you needed a second income if Absolutely. if you had some Kind of second income with the comedy, you can make a decent living. But when you were working just off the comedy, even making pretty good headline money, well, you can't keep a family together because you're on the road right, for forty right, fucking weeks, right, and right. you know, and and you're still just—it's hard. It, it's really hard to make make ends meet as far as that goes. I, but, I,
2: I am proud to say that I did make it. I Labor Day weekend of this year begins my thirtieth year of. Full time stand up comedy and wow. that, Man. and through that I have never, I've never had, I couldn't well, deliver pizza. Well, I you, eat right. pizza, well you've been <laughs> married for how long? 30, 38 years. She just yeah. likes
1: you being away, though. Don't yeah, well, you? We've, <laughs>
2: proven, we've known that, Les. Yeah, that's been proven. <laughs> See, that's y'all that's talked been, about that early you on. Didn't didn't yeah, it. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, if I was <laughs> home for more than a week, she'd go. Don't you have a gig? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be? Yeah. And then that's, that's how come I someone. got on the cruise ships because you went. You're going to be away six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure the direct. That was when direct, direct deposits. You got to direct to deposit. Got, yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, You know, I'm one of that small number too of people that right. that did that was able to make it that way. But you know, but back. You know, and I, I hate to keep going back like that, but. These guys, the new guys, you're in a whole different parent. You know. Yeah, we're it, fucked. No. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're one viral you're video you're away yeah. from headline. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're
1: you're in in one sense you have great competition against, you, yeah. which we didn't have as much competition. No. But on the other hand, you have the internet and and you have fucking phones and shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. The, when we, I tell you what always gets me is that when we do like the Florida's funniest competition and I'll have two or three comics come down that, that I like that. I go, Oh man, you're yeah, pretty good. Where, where are you from? Tampa, yeah. Tampa. It's an hour away. Right. I yeah. said, how long have you been up there doing this? Yeah, about three years. A but shoot. you never once <laughs> thought maybe to yeah, see if you home. could get a guest <laughs> yeah, set or something, come down and introduce yourself. No,
2: you just wait for me to find you. What the fuck? Exactly. That's exactly right because that's uh, the only way that I got into new gigs was that I would be doing a, a one-nighter close to St. Louis. Right. Say, right. And I would then end up making phone calls to get a guest set at the Funny Bone in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, well, how many times many- did you drive, I don't
1: know, we did, I mean, drive drive uh, anywhere from three to maybe six, seven hours oh, to easily. a club, and you'd called and set it up and drive down there and change clothes in the fucking parking lot <laughs> and go in to do your guest set and hope to God that the owner was there? Was there? Remembered yes. you were coming. Oh, then you, you'd go in, and they did. They, they were there, mm-hmm. and then you'd walk off stage, and they go, "Oh fuck, man! Somebody caught my ear. I missed that's your right. set."
2: Yeah, something happened in the kitchen. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That shit would yeah. happen yeah. Yeah. all the time. Yeah, somebody called me in the box office. Yeah. You know you, so, know, you know. Plus,
3: to your point, what you said is so true. Now, keep in mind, I'm the rookie, right, out of the group here, and out of the ten shows that I have done since I left you. OK, I've only had one headliner with me that was full time comedian, one out of those 10 shows. So yeah. what you said, now, uh, Al, what you're saying uh, to support now, having...
2: What did you do? What, what, what have you done?
3: What was your... Career before? Oh, I'm still, I'm still working. I'm not retired. I'm not as old as I look. He's a marketing Uh, genius. I do. uh, We do marketing and uh, for business to business. We don't do any uh, marketing.
2: I love when people say I do. It means
3: whatever you want to buy, I'll fucking sell it to you.
2: <laughs> that's basically <Yeah>. <laughs> Well Leno used to do that bit. We've got that death gel. And then yeah, yeah, we can sell that to you. Yeah. We can make it look up. Sure. No, but that's but that's the
3: difference that I see with him last night, I told you last night I, once again I yeah don't matter what you like me, don't like me, don't like me. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I like you. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you from the first time I saw you when I was here in March. Oh yeah. yeah. You are miles ahead of where you were. Wow, I mean, you keep- look so comfortable. Yeah. He really handled the stage fantastic. Okay,
2: but, and I hate, again, I hate to keep, but here's the deal. He keeps telling he, me I suck this whole time, <laughs> I love that. He tells everybody they suck, <laughs> makes
3: me
1: feel bad. But the
2: difference <laughs> is with Mike, he gets, I, it's like working out, he gets reps. Yeah. Even on the nights where if uh, I'm like, if I'm sub, you know, because I'll, I'll come in and sub for less and host yeah. the show. But I'm an old guy, so I want to leave after I introduce the oh, yeah. headline. The <laughs> so the, you know, luckily I get my eight eight dollars and twenty
5: eight <laughs> after, after, after the, tax. Yeah, well, Social Security. Knew the feds were after me. so they, they,
2: they, they, yeah, they, they,
3: they keep sending me letters. Al yeah. <laughs> must have so. had two bottles of water. Yeah, two bottles of water. Hey, there you go. He deducts that. But
2: but I would. But if Mike, they, oh Mike's here, he can close, and hmm. he goes and even the nights when he just goes out there and does 3 minutes of the drawing yeah. with the cards that is wraps yeah. and you the the diff, the reason he has expanded and done this so quick is that he he goes and does more reps he's, he's working at the club that's right yeah. i
1: mean that's the thing is like, like somebody will go how do you I want to be a writer out in LA? How, how should I approach that? I go, Well, sitting around and writing and sending shit in ain't yeah, it. That, 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 I can that, pretty that. much say, Go get a fucking job at the studio yeah. working there. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you're doing. Be around
4: the environment. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: right. Do anything. So they know who the fuck you are. That's and nice. then and in the same way it's like, you know, being being a house M C somewhere or being a waiter at a comedy club, or a bartender at a comedy club, or a cook at the comedy club, and being a comedian, too. Exactly. You're just naturally,
3: if you're decent, you you're going to get yeah. more opportunities to yeah. get stage you're time. close to home. Have written uh, your own stuff out? Well, I'm you could call that it that. that. You yeah, could yeah. call it that. Yeah, yeah. You can, I say that on the podcast. Yeah, yes. I've written my own stuff.
2: Yeah. You, what, are you, what are you trying to nail him into your <laughs> no,
1: you no, no, Are no, head? Uh, Who's the I
2: mean, Detroit's coming
3: out. I think yeah. Joe
1: Rogan <laughs> called him in no, there. Uh, right. yeah. yeah, nail Al. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've been taking the, my the, shit. Yeah, that's right.
2: I'm the Carlos Mencia of, yeah, uh, of taking stuff. I mean, listen, there are things out there. That you know we can get into that whole idea, but premises are to me up for grabs. Anybody can grab a premise. Premises yeah. a dime I mean, a dozen. Yeah. Right. yeah,
1: premises but, are easy.
2: Yeah, premises. But you know, if you are going out there and doing word for word or yeah. something, are you are changing one word and calling it? You know, and and you know, I, I was old school taught, man. I, I'll tell you. And Les can back me up on this. I mean, there were fist fights. I mean there, were, yeah. there was some there yeah. was some comedy police shit going on. You remember going,
1: you remember Ollie Joe Prater? Yes. Well all right. Yeah, <laughs> Ollie, yeah. Joe, Ollie Joe, they said Ollie Joe was about was about my height and weighed about three hundred and fifty pounds. Easily. And he looked like he look, looked like a Nordic, you know, Viking with a fucking cowboy hat on. Right. One of the funniest motherfuckers to this day right. I've ever seen on stage. But he stole material, and they said, <laughs> they said the, the the funkiest thing you can ever hear during your set is Ollie Joe's laugh. Because if you hear Ollie, whoa, oh, oh, oh yeah. you yeah. go, fuck that bit, Scott. <laughs> and then he was yeah. such a big badass, I mean, people would literally come up to him and go, you stole my bit, and he'll go, yeah, yeah. and... Yeah
2: what's your next move or or I was in the week after him at Bruce's Club in Birmingham which is a great Stardome in Birmingham and the feature did a thing that he really liked and as he was coming off stage Ollie Joe literally handed him three $100 bills and said you're never doing that bit again that's my bit, no and shit. I'm taking. And oh, and there that's... was no debate. It yeah. was like I'm just buying it. I'm just giving you the money, and there it is. That was yeah. cool. That he gave. He liked the guy right.
3: doing no, that. That was a sensation. No, he, he, he liked them, right? Robin, he Robin him. Robin Robin Williams was
0: actually supposed supposed he was doing that for a bit. Well, they he would, him well, just, did do. it. He would he send that. people like a check for like fifteen grand and be like, "Don't ever yes. do that bit again." Yeah. Like, well, well
2: no, not, not so much. Yeah, they used to call him ATM Robin because the drug problem would be that. He'd go to the improv in L.A., and then other comics would just start berating him because they knew he'd give up money right there on the spot. Right, right, right. And he didn't know. Well, he he said he
1: had a photographic memory and that everything he hears goes in there, and then he works improvisationally. He works in the moment and so things come to his head and, and 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 it was something he didn't he you go we well, have a photograph memory you should remember where it came from oh, but really. but that was his thing and and so when he would do something especially on a television show was what I always hard if he yeah. did it it'd be on the Tonight Show or something and a comic would call right up and go well that's mine and I can prove it's mine and they go okay and they send you a check and right. now you're writing for Robin Williams right. Right. I don't think anybody was ever told don't you can't do that right, anymore because right. Robert didn't give a flying frog right, right. If you did, he had enough. You know, you know, you know it didn't matter to him. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. uh, well, the
3: uh, toughest for me as a young, as a rookie, yeah. is because I'm in the fundraising business with uh, the comedy. That's how I've, I've grown my uh, my business, the comedy business. But I get the same group of people, and I, and I feel I don't want to use the same stuff. And I'll, I'll I, well, you know, that is the, the other that is day. the
1: biggest fight. I mean, that is one of the. I think one of the biggest mistakes I hear from new comedians oh, okay. is that when they sit there and go, I I, I want to, They'll you see them on open mic, and, and it's like, and they don't have such a good set, and I saw them before, and they had a pretty nice set, and I like what they did, and then they'll go, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to do the same Save set that I did, you know. That, and I go, how many times did you do that other set? Well, oh I already god. did it six times, six fucking times. Oh my and, god! And, you know what I mean? And I don't want to do that the eighth, ninth time. I go, you know how many times <laughs> you do a fucking set before it's really honed in? Yes, I mean, for like real. a hundred times. Million. And, and, and I walk, I walk out there tonight, and there's certain things I do, like the one uh, if I have a, if I have a lady, it's her birthday, and she's fucking you know, uh, 72 years old. And I'll go, and I I, I go, anywhere else in America, you're a a solid senior, citizen, not in this town, hot young babe. And there's a whole stream that I do after that, do you drive, can you still drive at night? And it's all about, you know, picking up some old guy on Longboat Key and getting his money and all this stuff. I've been doing that for so fucking long. I mean, 20 years. But I go, it works. Every single, I mean, it, it baffles me that it works every exactly. fucking time. And, and you know, it's like, well, how can you do that again? Because they laugh their freaking ass off and, and it's just a local thing. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to the fact that, you know, it's when a good you've got something that. honed down, you know what I mean, And but yeah.
0: But that stuff's like pretty inherently funny I think what you're referring to sometimes is like like a misdirect, Correct. like when you've done a misdirect and like so like the audience thinks because you're going they one know way and then if they already seen that before they kind of know it's coming so it doesn't it doesn't hit as hard but like you know how many misdirects do you really have in your whole well, set you know I, I don't know
2: yeah it's a it's a tough thing when and I know this from the cruise ships because you see the same people at every show and they oh, only Jesus tell yeah Christ. and so we do like if I work a ship. I do 5 shows, 5 half hour shows. So, yes, there there are certain bits that, you know, yeah, if it, especially yeah, a right. misdirect bit, yeah, yeah, you right. can't do it more than yeah. once, maybe twice. That's where crowd and, work comes in handy, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. But I mean, but it's also taught me that Seinfeld thing about writing every day. Right. Yeah. Right. Every but day. But you know,
1: I've, over the years, I've got headliners that come in here that 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 I've got, I've got, I've got headliners. Have been coming in for, here for years, and the foundation of their show will be close right. to the same. But each time they come in, there'll be a new ten or fifteen minutes. So maybe a, uh, maybe like thirty percent of that's the show will be right. new. That's very common.
4: So it's not know? like an entire new set; so just keeping the act fresh.
1: Absolutely. And then there, I've got acts that have been coming in here for years that really don't change their show hardly at all. Twenty years, twenty-five right. years. This is my nightclub comedy show that I've developed. Now, personally, that would bore me. Die, you know what I mean. Die. But that that they've gotten that it works for them, and they've never become famous. Right. So that that show has never been been, been out in uh, uh you A. know nationally seen. So they can just keep they can live off of that you know what right. I mean are they, are they
2: And conditions? there's a
1: lot of both you know but there's very few people that walk in here even every other year with a new, with 40 a new 45 five. minutes the, uh, I, I can't uh, hardly yeah. think
2: of anybody. I mean that is rare but, yeah. but I always looked at that's it as like a, amazing. It like a sunburst, like like a sunburst. you have your central stuff that is kind of your home you know that's your stuff. And then everything else off of it, that's where you develop your new stuff is yeah. off of that. Because I can tell you there are pieces of my show, couple pieces, that I did the first night I ever did an open mic Jesus, night. No kidding. In nineteen eighty six. Wow. Yeah. There are certain there's a yeah. couple but everything from that, everything for the rest of my show has been built yeah. off of the off of that you know you know who had the most
1: material that I was just amazed with that I worked on with I worked with very early on as an opening act was Paula Poundstone. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. She we did I did 3 weeks with her. I did a 3 week run. So that's 21 shows. She opened every show with 10 to 15 minutes of different material. No 21 fucking wow. shows and and it all worked and every wow. time Holy it shit. had something to do with something that happened within that 24 hour period so she was just
0: writing constantly
1: constantly writing yeah. and and you know I know that like the very first night the very first night we were going there, it was the comedy club in Richmond that used to be in Matt Matt's British Pub. Matt's British Pub that, in the basement. It
2: looked like you were playing <laughs> underneath a couch. Yes, it yes. You know, like the spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really did. It looked like you were playing because <laughs> the, the it was a real short yes. ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: there one time when it was St. Patrick's Day upstairs. Oh. oh my god! And they started marching, and dirt was falling oh off <laughs> the <God>. ceiling <laughs> down on us. I was like, no fucking thing's gonna cave in. Oh my god! But I was. But anyway, I was—it was the first time I worked there, and uh, that was a good club. Oh, and, I love uh, that place. It was fun. And uh, but I was—I was supposed to give Paula a ride, right? Well, I'm not good with directions. We didn't have fucking phones that told you where to go. We got so lost. We got there by showtime. But we were so lost, we went through the same toll booth three fucking times. Oh, wow. And the toll booth guy told us what no. to do, but we still got turned around. She was as bad as me. And she opened that show with that. Oh. Us getting there, going through the toll bo- and made it hilarious. And, of course, obviously you're going Well, she just is funny, and she was able to improvise that and make it work. It was. She started spinning it in her head on the way down there. And afterwards, of course, I was like, wow, I I can't believe, she goes, Les, I actually had material already about going through a toll booth multiple times. That's the difference. She goes, that's not the first time that ever happened to me. She goes, the difference is, is that whenever anything out of the ordinary or interesting happens, I immediately chronicle it, and within... 24 hours, I try to come up with something I can try on stage with it. I try to do it quickly. Yeah. And, uh, just a prolific writer. But there are just not many of those out there. She's brilliant.
2: Well, well, I had the, you know, Brian Regan. Yeah. I had a similar experience. I worked, I opened for him at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. And he was nice enough, I was just a V track, to take me with that because this is when we do a lot of morning radio. And he said, you want to go to radio with me? And, you know, yeah, of course. I'll get them because I want to see what's going on. And on his way, he's going through a, a binder. Remember those before iPads? You know, a yeah. binder. And I'm going, what are you doing? He's going, well, I'm looking up what bits I did last year on this radio station. Oh, wow. He chronicled even his media interviews to a point where he could tell you wh- he was on KFRB, wherever, and since, you know, two two years ago, he could tell you what he interacted. Yeah. So he could, so when he came in, he did it completely different. And I mean, I, I, I mean, if we all had that discipline, it would just yeah. be that. Yeah, no,
4: that's you know. true, because uh, w- growing up, I listened to a lot of Bob and Tom yeah, uh, yeah. on the radio. And, like, they, that's where, like, d- you would hear the like, returning comics, and they would have, like, one new bit, but most of the time be the same kind of interview that they did before. Sure. Sure, so, absolutely. A I mean, story or something. Yeah, well, yeah. You,
2: you only listen to me once on Bob and Tom because I am the only comic that's hated by Bob and Tom, <laughs> and has never—I have been told personally that I am never be appearing on that show ever again. Wow, so, and I'm a nice guy. I know. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, yeah. Al's the only guy She's that ever actually the... <laughs>
1: killed on stage. that's—you're the only one.
2: Yeah. That I yeah. know of. Oh, and I killed somebody. Yeah. Yes. His the last, guy died during his the, set. yeah. The oh, guy, wow. the guys, yeah. the, honest to goodness, the guy's last words were, "You were very funny." No shit. And then he no died. Shit, and he died. Oh my god. Oh my and god. He, you laughed him to death. He yeah. uh, he shook my hand and he said, "You were very funny." And he keeled over with that widowmaker heart oh, attack wow. right at the table. Right Holy there. Holy yeah. shit. Wow, yep. okay. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie you fucking killed. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Literally. I, I've, yeah. killed, I've killed more, I've more. three. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was Jesus. the first land one, and then I've killed two on cruise ships. Jesus Christ. Yes, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and oh, honest damn. to goodness. Last Dave, night,
0: I'm surprised nobody died. Holy shit, you just tore hey, up the room last oh, night. Oh, dude, I loved last night. I was yeah. here for the show. It was great. We
3: said that. We said that. I'm telling well, you. I appreciate it. My wife it. and I, this guy, yeah. he took us down. He did yeah. no no bullshit. We laughed the entire time. Thank you. Out. Yeah. I, I mean, the I, entire time. You know... It you
0: is, got a standing ovation. Yeah, which
2: yeah, you don't really get in a comedy club. No, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. it's no. very rare that in a comedy club, and especially... Less because he wants to sit so many seats in there that, uh, yeah, know, because he wants to make that much money, yeah, nobody can really stand up, and, yeah, uh, yeah, people so are falling over <laughs> to stand up, yeah. Now we. that he's gone, I can tell and you, at, I really at, do just get paid eight dollars yeah. and 28. Yeah. And that was a, but, but that was, was a full
0: room stand up, like I've yeah. seen times where it's like, you know, it's like the people that came to see you specifically, right. no, the whole room fucking stood up, yeah. And I'm like, all right, guys, calm down, all right, let's gonna close <laughs> yeah. the show now, <laughs> no,
3: I've never, all, of, all the times I've been here, I've never seen that, yeah, you only
0: see it for the big, like the Big celebrities like yeah. like Louie or something like that. Like my wife was
3: embarrassing. F- she was embarrassing me. I'm telling you, I, three times. Please I don't mind. <laughs> please I don't said, be embarrassed. I'm, by I'm telling that. you, dude. I said to my wife, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought for sure no, he was going to say, "What's with that
2: bitch out no, there?" No, I'm 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 not, you. no, 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 you. you know, <laughs> it is our, it is my dream. You know, when you get them laughing during the setups. Yeah. You know, and there were times last night where I wasn't even at the punchline because here my philosophy in writing comedy is what I it's kinda like country music. They say it's three chords and the truth. Right. right. And I say comedy is three punchlines and the truth. The truth is somewhere in your act, yeah, yeah. but it's three punchlines and the truth. Yeah. And you find that spot and that's exactly but I mean and if I wouldn't have had you guys and again, Mike, you know, totally hats off to you. Thank but you. I still say I told Les in the text last night when we were texting over the Nationals game. I said, "This guy need you. You should have brought the other guy up and let him, oh, and then yeah. go do your thing. Yeah, you were that good. You know, the other guy was good. I mean, yeah. he was good comic. He but, did well, yeah. But you know, the thing about it, the problem is with our business is that we're totally we're totally reverse what we do. The hardest job is the host." It yeah. honestly is. Yeah. The hottest, the hardest job in our to business. walk out to a cold ass audience That's right. mm. and host, and you put the person with the least amount of experience. Yeah, for whatever le- reason. T- and I've worked over in England, over in Europe, and some of the English clubs and stuff like that, and their their philosophy is completely the opposite. The headliner is the host. Right, right. And he does, he'll do a little time. He'll bring his people up. And then he does his set at the end, long set at the end of the show. Yeah, and that's why when I tell somebody, even like gu- guys that aren't doing clubs, like if you're doing, you know, somebody's VFW or right. something, <laughs> if you're the host, you you are you're Jimmy Kimmel. You yes, are exactly. J- Jimmy Fallon. It's your hosts, show and that's friends. Right. That's yeah. the way you're supposed to treat it. Right. That's what yeah. he Mike did it. Says it exactly right. Yeah. You say. I have a great show for you tonight. Yeah, exactly. I will bring out my guest stars. Yeah, and those are my other comedians.
4: Yeah, that, that shows like the confidence that you have—not just yourself, right. but what you're bringing up and everything. Yeah, you're yeah. the you're the show, and then those are your friends. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, That's, um, well, you know, I used to open when I was the opening act, uh, and they used to get mad at me all the time. Is that I'd always wear a baseball cap on stage, and I go through this. You know all the announcements at the, at the very beginning of the show, and just be real light-hearted. And go, okay, I got to say, it. and I go, are you ready for your first act? And they'd applaud, thinking that somebody else was coming up on stage. And I would go through my own credits. I go, please, because they didn't hear my name over yeah. here. And I go, please welcome Al Ernst And I just turn around, take my hat off, <laughs> put it back, come back to the stage, yeah. Yeah. and I go it's still me Yeah. budget cuts Uh, budget cuts. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it, and it, and the people, but, but the people do, they make a transition from you being just the perfunctory guy telling you where the bathrooms are. Right. Exactly. The comic. And that is the better sense of what we all should be doing up there. You know, make sure that you, you go up there and, Say, hey man, I'm, I've i got something to offer. I'm not just this, you Fucking know, guy yeah. yeah. going to tell you to be quiet and where the bathrooms are. Right, right? exactly. And then uh, here's a few here's a few little tidbits, mm-hmm. you know. So, so uh, well, I'm really appreciative. <clears throat> this is really cool.
0: Yeah, right. it's fun. I love. We started doing this like a couple months back. Or this is six months now, I think. And uh, it started off shaky. Like, people didn't know what the, exactly what was happening. We were all just staring at each other. And like, all right, uh, you talk. <laughs> yeah. right, now, you go. <laughs> yeah, now it's kind of transformed into its own
4: thing. Well, yeah. tell,
2: tell – I want to hear both you guys. Tell me your stories. What made you decide to take the class or oh. go to the comedy <laughs> or do whatever?
4: Uh, well, I'll go first. Uh, um, I'm actually originally from Missouri, and I got started in stand-up uh, through an open mic in college. And I was kind of tricked into it because they said they had free food there, so – I I went up there. When you're a college student. Yeah, like, well, I I felt bad originally because I was just going to go watch. But then I ate, like, a whole tray of cookies and, like, half a canter of hot chocolate. And I was like, I better do something. So I did a joke. People laughed at it. And I got, like I said, you get bit by the bug. And ever since then, I've been chasing that dragon.
2: (laughs) Now, now, so you didn't take any classes or anything?
4: Actually, um, back home from Missouri, I I worked for a, a comedy theater called the Skinny Improv. It doesn't exist anymore. But... There is where I started doing stand up and taking improv classes, and what I call the George Winded approach, where I cleaned bathrooms for the free classes. I told people where the bathrooms. I hosted. I did yep. the front box. I did everything that nobody else wanted to do, and also got paid eight dollars and twenty cents.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, good. So you understand headliner, yeah. <laughs> when you're a non-special man, yeah. yeah classes, know. yeah. <laughs> As, uh, especially at classes. I get. I'd say that in front of a man, they, they, I'm like. I'm bringing in pay. No, no, Al, you're still a nobody. <laughs> okay, you just get standard pay. Okay, all right, never mind. You know, but the great news is, is I can get in my little car and I'm in my own bed in yeah. less oh, than 15 right. minutes. Oh, know? that's nice. Yeah. So that's that. When you've been on the road for, when you've been on the road and on cruise ships yeah. for 30 <laughs> years, uh, let me promise you, there is enough 2:45 a.m. wake-up calls yeah. to make a s- 6 a.m. flight. Oh out my of Tampa God. to yeah. go to Belize to go <laughs> yeah. pick up a cruise ship, you know. Yeah, I right. mean, I'm, I'm over it. So now what about you, what What made you decide to well, do
3: it? Uh, my wife and I, Barbara, are regulars here. We're here at least right. once a week, once every 10 days. We just enjoy that date night off. We, right. we laugh, you know, we come here with the right attitude. Well, whenever uh, they would advertise about the classes, she would say, why don't you do it, why don't you do it? Well, I thought I'd play a practical joke on her, so I did, and uh, I took the class. And she didn't know I did. And so I came up here, Les kept it under, uh, under the hat. She had no idea that I was coming out to the graduating class to, to, do the, uh, to do the bit. And when I did, we had I don't know, about 40 people here. So kind of what happened with you, all of our friends. And so she was surprised I came out and it, I'll be honest with you, it went really well. And you I liked it. And, uh, yeah, you get so hooked. Enough. You get hooked. You yep, get hooked real so bad. she yeah. damn near had a heart attack, but uh, yeah, exactly. Anyhow, so I got hooked on it. And Very cool.
2: And so, so you're, are you permanent in Sarasota? Are you back no, and forth? No, back and, and forth. You're back yeah, and forth. Back okay. Well, you know, well, you know my opening line there about the, them building the wall in Florida. So right. you, you might want to be on this side of right. it before we start <laughs> right. stopping, right, stopping yeah. people from there. Yeah. Now, what about you, Mike? I, I mean, I've only just seen you work here.
0: Uh. I actually always wanted to do comedy Uh, ever since I watched Sinbad. I went and saw him, I think I was like 11, which was weird to watch a stand up comedy as 11. I went to go see him in uh, Tampa with my dad and I was just like, I was just amazed that this one person was up on stage just making everybody laugh. I didn't know what it was. It didn't make sense to me. Then I watched the blue collar comedy tour that hooked, hooked me and then cut to here. I literally applied and I was like, I'll clean the bathrooms. I just wanna work here. And they're like, Why? I'm like, I just wanna do stand up comedy. So everybody thought that I got talked into it, but my plan was always to do stand up here. Really? Like, I, I mean I, got, I I uh a comedian once said he was like if you wanna if you're interested in comedy, like why, why wouldn't you try to work at a comedy club? Like find your local comedy. Yeah. Everybody thinks you gotta move out to LA or New York right away to start comedy and then I was like I watched a lot of online like podcasts and stuff like that and they were like start where you are. You should start where you are. There's no point in, in dying
4: out in LA. You know what I mean? Just, oh, God, no. Yeah, no. just start oh. where you are. And so I was like, start I started here. I will say this about starting where you are. That, that's a really good thing. Like here, like Sarasota, because the club is established and everything, a right. lot of great stuff. Like, but back home, like from the Midwest, I kind of had to reach a glass ceiling. Yeah, so if it's, you it's, live in
0: Duluth, Kentucky or yeah. some shit, or wherever the <laughs> but, fuck that place yeah. is. Yeah.
2: But you know what, though? I'm, I'll i challenge you a little bit on that because the business has changed so yeah. much that, you know. I mean, and this is nothing with... I mean, Les is a great businessman. There's nothing... He brings in special events. But, you know, most of the places, even like... I got, you know, make great money when I work on cruise ships. But I'm a slot filler on a cruise ship. They are not... The cruise line is not there to make Al Ernst Mm -hmm. the name. They want the comedy club to be the name. All right? You... In this environment, in the old days, that used to be okay because what would happen is somebody would find you, they would be your quote manager, start you out, and kind of graduate you into being a special event. And now that isn't the case anymore. You have to force people to buy tickets to see you. Yeah. All right. And, you know, and I tell that to every young comic. Because my biggest mistake is getting older with it, is that yeah, I've made a pretty good living at it, but I got lucky because I did. And and had I worked, you know, we all think would we would've done it a yeah. little differently. Had course, I worked yeah. much more to be, to get known as Al Ernst, and somebody sees my name and buy, you want them to pay that $20 to see Al Ernst, not just, he's a great comic at McCurdy. Right, yeah. and you guys especially out there now have to develop your name rec. And then you know what? Go rent, and I tell them go rent a, a conference room at the fricking Marriott. You know because it's not that expensive. It's a hundred bucks. Bring in a sound system, and have a show. A show yeah. oh, that people know? that you promote yourself. The, the, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But the, here's the beauty of that: you charge twenty dollars a ticket. Guess what you make? Yeah, $20. Uh, yeah. Every dime of it. Yeah. And and I kid, and again, I kid less because ne- I would never not work for them and, and I appreciate everything I know. But I know for a fact there's going to be close to 250 people that are not freebies that are paying full ride to get into this room for this week to see Al Ernst. Nice. Specifically. All right, And I'm not making am one more than the average headliner that comes into this, facility, which is fine. I mean, I, I'm a big boy, mm-hmm. right? I agreed to that. I'm not, I'm not coming back at the back end going you know, But but what I am saying is, I could probably get that same 250 people, honestly, to go to you name the place and come You'll see my it. show. Yeah. And I could charge them twenty bucks a pop, and they'd all pay popular. it. And guess what? Al walks home with a whole lot <laughs> more money than he does yeah. working a week here. But but oh, it, yeah. you know that's not. I will do that in other markets. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I could care less if I get the headliner spot at the Improv in Tampa. I I I don't I don't give a fuck. Right, right, all right. But if I can, if I can run a comedy show and somewhere in Tampa at a what uh, you named a place and and I can get even a hundred people in at ten dollars I'm making a thousand bucks. Right. And that's a hell of a lot more than I'd make being the headliner on a one nighter at the improv in Ybor City. You know so so the challenge for you guys is to go find make your names. Yeah. Make your money yeah. on your name.
0: Yeah, you have to be a household name right. to, to make it.
2: And not e- and not even a household name. You you can just have a niche group of right, yeah, people yeah. nowadays. A following. You, yeah, a yeah, following. Yeah. You know? And uh and, and, and you know it bugged me the most I've learned that lesson hard because the punchline Atlanta called me up, said You do you wanna be a feature act? Do you wanna go make you wanna make twenty five hundred dollars to be a feature act? And I'm like, Of course. And I said, What that's worth well, this YouTube guy has, we, we're bringing him in for two shows and he sold out yeah. 900 tickets Yeah. and he has 20 minutes. We need you to carry the show. Oh, yeah, geez. basically be the real talent, but yeah. to be the real talent. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, yeah, I'm going to take a $2,500 one nighter and a heartbeat. but you know what? I did the math and the guy, the YouTube guy with the fucking 20 minutes. Is yeah. walking out with twenty five thousand dollars. Right,
0: exactly. Right. And that's yeah, how wow. that's the weird thing, is like what I've learned just from taking your advice, because you told me this before actually. Yeah. And uh, it's just like those it's a small thing. Like when somebody goes, Hey, you great show and they're walking by you, it it's feels when you first start doing it, it, feels so weird, but you literally go, Hey, follow me on Instagram. Right. Follow me on Facebook. And you're selling yourself in it, you're just getting these little ones every yeah. once in a while and it
2: adds up. Yeah, you always carry something with you business card and you're in marketing you understand yeah. that yeah but something that and, and don't just say it hand Handy it to, to them yeah you know and and get them to yeah. do that because especially in sarasota it's like you said you come from michigan right all right? right i just played you know you realize i love mark ridley's in michigan i just did a run in detroit you know what i did A run of churches yeah. I yeah. did yeah. I did six nights of church
0: that's awesome
2: in in the Detroit Met, that's why yeah. I asked I, yeah. I stayed out by the airport and yeah. I went all the way in right, the in, right yeah, right yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, and I made more in in six nights in Detroit than I did than I've done in the history of working comedy clubs yeah. in Detroit over nice. 30 years yeah, yeah. and uh, and I I'm and again that I mean, I, I love her at least. Yeah, love the guy. I mean, they have been yeah. Great, great a, to I heard be. he's
0: a great person. I never, never met him, but I heard he's yeah. boss. boss, but, boss uh,
2: so that doesn't, it doesn't take away from the fact that these people are really great business people. Yeah. <laughs> but well, they gotta be to keep it going. That's right. But, so. can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so well, listen. I. It's what it's time, time for you to go be funny, Mike. <laughs> No, this is Les's room. I I forgot. He's got about another <laughs> oh, yeah. 30 minutes on oh, stage. Yeah, I can go
3: on like <laughs> yeah you could probably.
2: Yeah, you probably go to the bathroom, take his mug break. <laughs> well, come so on. Have,
3: have you played uh, or have you uh, worked here yet?
2: Uh,
4: I haven't done the main room, but I've done mostly the open mics here on Wednesday. Have yeah, and I've uh around town, I've been featuring a few showcases. So yeah, but that's mostly. But like that's the thing, like um. Like, I don't want to say I got a little bit jaded because when I got into it, like, I wanted, you know, stage time, performance and everything. But I was kind of pushed into more the business aspect. But that, like, later now in life is like, okay, I have that business experience. So, you know, I won't necessarily, like, make the same mistakes again, you know. Right. So that's one thing. But also now it's like, you know, actually hanging out with more comedians because when I first moved here I didn't know anybody I was just going to the regular open mics and then one guy be like oh I do stand-up comedy as well but it's more of him just I just go to the open mic you know I'm not really pursuing anything like that but through you know coming here meeting other people I've actually you know getting in writing circles and stuff like that like I I mean it just it helps a lot having that kinda of, I guess a circle of people who are like right. focused on the same kinda of thing that you want to achieve no matter if it's like, hey, yeah, I want to be in the main room here at McCurdy's or it's like, I want to be like selling out a stadium. The idea is, is like you want to make it like this. This is it. This like, is it. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. kind of your home field. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So.
2: And, and, and and you do. You treat your home field way different, obviously, Yeah. than you do other places. But I also, like I said, I also tell people, uh, you know, less is, is they're really cool. Some clubs are real dicks about Working locally Mm and other venues, you know, Mm -hmm. that they'll give you the old you can't you can't work anywhere else if you work here All this and 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 that the guy in Jacksonville is like that and I'm like going yeah, these people are opening acts. What are you you're telling me that you're limiting their their reps to me. that's a workout, you know That's like saying the only place you can ever work out is LA Fitness, right? Period. Right. Even yeah, if that's you're so, You know, that's just—it's r- ridiculous. All right. Now, if I'm a name, inter- you know, gonna sell you, you know, a huge week of tickets with the big name, I get it. You don't want somebody working you your competition. Right, okay. But schmoes like us, <laughs> listen, the best <laughs> thing I can do is go kill it in another place and so go. You know what? Show. I'm gonna be at the Comedy Zone yeah, in Jacksonville yeah. in a week and a half because. Those people will then come to your show there, yeah. And and less is Les is cool about. It. I mean, they're they get it in yeah. this town, yeah, you yeah. Know. So so you but know. But also
4: like limiting like you can only do it here and that 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 really stifles the creative and the people who want to like pursue it further. It's like, well, why even do it? You know, continue doing this if I if this is my only quote unquote opportunity, you know. And then I I feel like that's what may have happened to me back home because like there was the one only comedy club in town and then i felt like oh i'm I, i'm getting into the big parts you know more stage time and stuff like that but then at the same time i was like yeah don't do that don't 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 be doing this and i was like what do you mean man like it's, i'm just i'm hosting a trivia night i was like no we don't need no don't do that turns out he was trying to do it too so it was yeah. just one was like yeah. yeah the guy who mentored me was also trying to backstab me so <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is, you know, you'll find that the first thing people say, well, you did that, who books that, who's there, you yeah. know, and you're always in that, that constant, and that's why I tell people all the time, you know what, go, um, just go do your own thing, yeah. you know, if you want to do improv, don't wait for Florida Studio Theater to call you up, <laughs> dude. You know, just start an improv group and just start
3: doing it. Right, right. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll
2: get your time there.
3: Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, Al, earlier, the biggest challenge I have had because all of my shows have been in uh, the Detroit metropolitan area, They're the same people that are there. And sometimes I just feel like I need something to bring additionally to the table. And I gotta tell you, it just, it bothers me that I'm using the same material. However, I guess you just get through it. Well no, nah, yeah. I think I think you if, get over that.
2: You know what I would set a goal for then, instead of saying it like that, is every show you do, do two new bits. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, I'm gotta do twenty new minutes, yeah. I gotta do two new lines. And then the next show, two more new lines. Okay. And then that way now you're weeding out stuff that you were doing that was you. Kind of yeah. you're bringing in also, new stuff
0: also know the difference between a open mic and a showcase yeah right. an open mic's not a show like yeah. you, like don't there's so many times where I watch a comic and he's trying to kill at the open mic and you're like why this is this is a this is a home court basketball game that's right this is that's not right. the NBA finals all you're that's doing right. is just uh you're just you're just stagnating because you might have, you might be killing but you're yeah. doing the same bits over and over again you're not growing you're not doing anything you're just you're just trying to kill an open mic it makes, right. it's like trying to dunk on 5th graders it's like the dumbest <laughs> thing ever yeah, yeah. so you should be constantly challenging yourself go out there try out some new stuff it's, it's meant for that yeah. now a showcase is different you're getting paid usually so you should probably be more professional right. not or just you're trying
2: to get a way to get paid right, yeah. right right, but if you're doing a showcase or I mean if you're doing an open mic in that Detroit area I'll tell you what yeah. and, and they say you got 6 minutes I would say it this way I only got 3 minutes I only need 3 minutes I'm just gonna do my new stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. And and don't worry about, you know, most every comic when you hear six minutes, they always then feel they gotta stay on for six. Yeah. 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 And I say, no, you, you if you're like like you're like it on your place over here, yeah. man. Look, the only thing I'm gonna do if I was gonna come and I come do your open mic, but I'm gonna go do three. You've done three it before. The, right? Yeah, I've done it before. But I'm doing three minutes of new stuff that right. I'm working on.
0: It's selfish to kill at an open mic.
2: It's stu- well, it's stupid.
0: It's stupid. It yeah, doesn't make any sense. It really sense. is. Now, like, it's like a, in the, you've, I've heard this term before. You can't bomb or crush at an open mic. The same way you can't win or lose at practice. Yeah. yeah. It's this thing. It's a scrimmage. Like that, you know what I mean? Like remember football practice? Uh, yeah. Did you ever do a scrimmage and go like you fucking lost? Like bitch, we were practicing. Relax. You know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. lost. You well, just did better. You did yeah. better than I did. Than I did. You know?
4: No, but that's like we said earlier. Like Mike doing reps and stuff like that. Like going to open mics for me, it's like it going to the gym. Cause like it is. I'm, yeah, cause I I know it's not my best stuff, but I know like I can still flex a little bit. But it's not necessarily meaning like I'm here to like be the best. It's just I'm here working. On my horrible stuff to get more presentable, I guess. Yeah.
2: Now, if Les if Les is giving you a guest set in the main for a show like this, you're bringing your top ten to the table or your top six or whatever it is. is, That's what you're doing there. You're doing, like, a ton of
5: I know. Well, <laughs> uh, it's Les.
2: I can do my best, Les McCurry, but I'm gonna go out there and do about ten or fifteen, and then I'll bring you out, and then. Forty-five <laughs> minutes later.
0: Yeah.
4: Another thing that um I've been doing a, a lot recently. Yeah. This came from another comedian. I don't know. Uh, Jake Baker. He's out from California. Um, he's a hometown boy from Springfield, and we put on a show for him at uh, one time, and he kind of gave me like the best advice ever. Is like. You know, all that stuff you wrote maybe like 10 years ago that you kind of have in a fold and you forgot about revisit that because right. now you now you have all That's the stuff you've got was like, yeah, go back to it and then take the, what you've learned now, apply it with a different perspective. And I, I have brushed off some of that old stuff from back in college. I right. mean, and I've had to revamp it for modern times and it, it's starting to be good. And, it, you know, it isn't just me saying stupid things for a laugh. It's more of more poignant you know getting a point across and stuff like that. well here's the
2: question i have for you guys do you record every set
4: i used to not anymore i used to record a lot of sets
2: here's here's the point of that it's not that you want but it's talking about dusting off old material if you record the better part of your sets and you you know i I hate to say you just kind of log them somewhere on Mm -hmm. a computer you you then occasionally what I'll do is get on one of my old computers and I'll listen to a set, just a random set from, you know, June of 2005, wherever I was, and i will go. I f- totally forgot. That's a great bit. Yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that bit. And, and it, you put your stuff on uh, YouTube? Um, not like I should. And see, that's where I say I'm the old man on this. I have been so resistant to all of the social media stuff and I'll tell you the reason why it's the old school idea of like if you did Carson getting on and I know you guys are you guys are too young for that but Johnny Carson was the thing right yeah. you get on Johnny Carson but the bit you did on Johnny Carson might have get these humongous laughs but you could never do it again yeah. it was burned material and to me putting something on YouTube I, the thing I hate the most is to have I'm on I'm on a lot on Sirius XM I'm on two different stations a ton on Sirius XM and I'll have people come up to me all the time and go yeah yeah you did that airplane bit like you did yeah that's just like the, you know and you burned the to mature. me you burned that material so you're saying don't well, put sure it on YouTube enough. put put I say put promotional things on YouTube, or if you're going to try to make money off of YouTube, write a separate piece to that. But to, but, all right, man, go hit it, baby. Good luck, Mike.
4: Good luck, Mike.
2: But I will say this for YouTube: do do the things that you think you're marketing. Do the things that will sell tickets that bring people in, but there are t- 20,000 freaking comedians that have pictures of YouTube of a single camera shot of them standing on stage. Right, right. Do something different. Right. Got Do it. something different, because we have too many comics with too many Backdrop and, and
4: and and I feel on that because like I did have a YouTube channel when I first started and that's how I kind of got those gigs and everything because it's like oh those bit bits but then people would be like hey you didn't do that bit I saw I was really hoping that my friends to see it and then you'd be like well you could just show them YouTube but then at the same time I always feel kind of I guess humble because like I wanted them to see you do it personally you know I don't want to show them a video of you oh,
2: oh yeah I mean that I do a whole airplane bit that I may or may not do tonight but you're right I've had people come off come off and go. You knew the whole your whole TSA bit, you know, and and you know I brought these people to come see your TSA bit, and now you're like you know yeah. you're in that in that realm, and in the same sense I've had people come and go, well that's that same TSA bit, I right. heard. <laughs> You know, so what do you do? You know, yeah. Where do you go
1: with it? There's a there's a few you know there's a few comics that have a, that have a. You know they're not they're not celebrities, but they have a following. You know right. you do, and you know guys that just love them, and they really do get disappointed when you don't do those old bits. You know, and 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 they have to re- they really struggle with putting new material into their set. And I know a lot of them have gotten up there and just done a disclaimer and gone, look, you know, I can't. I've got to do some new stuff, y'all. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pepper in some of the old favorites with some new stuff and embrace the new stuff, you know. And uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's hard.
2: I mean, I when you're
1: when you have people that love love
2: it. And 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 honestly, I can't get away that stuff I did about my mom last night. I can't do a that, show. That was awesome, by the way. Oh, I, yeah. thought, I, I was laughing so yeah. hard at that. But <laughs> I can't, unless I mean, he gets it, he talks about it a few minutes ago. I I can't not do that set part, that part of the set in a show, because I will inevitably get too many people yeah. going. We really can't. We really wanted to hear that stuff about your mama. Oh, sure. You didn't do anything about like, your mama. It's
1: like ACDC showing up not doing Highway to Hell. Yeah. You <laughs> know right. what I mean? It's like, what happened? Yeah. Well, we got <laughs> some new songs, man. We can't do them all. Buff, Buff,
2: Buffett not doing, margarita, not doing Margaritaville. Not doing Margaritaville. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. But guess what I did get? I I got a letter, I and this is totally legit. I got a letter from the National Obesity Acceptance Organization. Oh.
1: Oh, you told me about that. Yeah,
2: that they claim that I, because of myself, I, you know, because the only thing I talk about being obese is me. I don't go in the audience. Right. And right. So, yeah, you fat bastard. Yeah. And, and you don't man. pick out any I, nobody, other nobody, nobody famous person never,
1: and compare them. No. They
2: say that that my material helps to, to continue to stigma, stig, what is it? The fat stigmas, shame, fat it's fat sh- shaming. Fat yeah. shame people, and uh, they don't get, uh, obese people then don't get opportunities for advancement in a comedy show. Yeah. This is a comedy show, <laughs> and I got a, a true to life, po- they are a political organization that is trying to change laws to, to make obesity a disability. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, if a person who is in a wheelchair could go on a keto diet and start walking again, that'd be a great thing for them. Yeah. You know, you know, I just go go on a th- you know, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been a fat kid my entire life. I mean, that's why my nickname was groceries. You know, <laughs> I'm used to. It, but I mean, I couldn't believe, and I, you know, I responded. I said, it's a comedy show. I don't pick on anybody else, and I'm doing the material. You know, I'm talking about but I but I am totally working on that bit because it's true you know wow. that is a true story that yeah. they they came after me for fat shaming myself
1: right right <laughs> that would be like someone of a race doing things about their race and getting a call from the NAACP or somebody yeah, like yeah, right. that right. saying you are Hurting Your own all people. the people of that race <laughs> by doing shit about the race that you are. You are. Yeah, no, just, yeah. I've,
4: I've actually I've, I've I've experienced that. Like it's it's very weird because like um, I, I I've I've done bits and stuff like that, and I've had like my friends who you know because you can't tell on the podcast, but the name on Hell Salvador, obviously. Um, Greek, right? G- uh, at, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I wish it'd be a lot easier to explain on when I go to the airport. <laughs>
1: No, but uh, so you've but gotten. I've something got, from I've, other got, way, I've gotten friends
4: away. and uh, be like, hey, that that was kind of funny, man. But do you think that was really necessary? Like, you know, I was like, well, it, yeah, like it's it's coming from experience. It's yes. like I'm making light of a horrible situation because it's absurd, and yes. then that's where the humor is. It lies in the absurdity of like this. Sure.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's it's like that thing of. Uh, It seems like what most people have a problem with is stereotypes. Yeah. And I go, but look, you know how stereotypes became stereotypes? Because there's a lot of people in that category that do that or act that way. Or, you know, there's a reason for it. People don't make up a stereotype for the most part. I would say it totally doesn't happen. But for the most part. It is something that is, and then you can take that stereotype and you can, you can work it in a lot of yeah. different ways. But then know?
4: there's also the the thing where like people embrace the stereotype, like sure. uh, like you know, um, I, I don't know, I don't I don't know what a good example would be without getting in trouble. <laughs> like I'll just use my like, sure, uh, like brown guys, like oh, hardworking, good work ethic, you know, manual labor. Like yeah, I get it. Yeah, I did manual labor most of my life growing up. My dad actually. Landscaping, mom housekeeping, like yeah. I it's not because like that's what we can only do, but it's just because that's what just happened and there's so many of us. Right. You know? So right. So it's just one of those things where it's just like I, I understand and then at the very beginning I was embracing those stereotypes, getting those laughs and everything. Right. But then it's when my friends were like, dude, you're just cheaping it. Like, well what do you mean I'm being cheap? Like this this is what I want. <laughs> like, right. I want the laughter.
1: Oh, of course. Of course, you know you take a stereotype like that, and then you, then you go, you know whatever it is, you go. Well, I guess I should have put my, I guess I should have let you know it's doctor, you yeah. know, and yeah. blah 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 blah, but but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know what I, and we've said this many times on the podcast, and I teach it too. If the crowd can tell. If something is being presented with a what I like to call a mean spirit, uh, if it if it's if it's being right. delivered in a way that is really mean and hateful, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, you know what I mean? It's it's usually pretty obvious, and most audiences, and I mean I can go back as long as I've been in the business forty years, when a lot of racial a lot of all kinds of different stereotypes, racial stereotypes, gender stereotypes, uh, uh, homo- homophobic Indian. shit and all this stuff was just real common in, in that day and time. But still, rarely was it delivered in a way that you thought that comedian
4: was being hateful. was yeah. being
1: hateful. You know, they were taking a gross stereotype and trying to get a laugh out of it. And, and and yes, it was inappropriate, and especially to this day and time. Well, it was inappropriate then too. It was just more acceptable then. But still, and and audiences, I mean, an audience can read that pretty fast, yeah. and uh, and you'll lose them. I mean, I, I think in in most cases, great, I mean, great. you're
4: gonna lose them. That's not. I do you <laughs> remember this one time I was doing a show in Arkansas for a resort and. There was nobody at the show, but we still got paid, which was great. But when I went up, it was a room full of one, and it was just the guy who had booked us. And I was doing my bits, and then nobody was laughing. But then I just did one bit about, you don't have to worry about me. I know I look like a terrorist, but I don't carry a bomb. It's just a knife. He laughed for five minutes, and I was just like, all right. I played to the stereotype. I understood right. my one guy audience. And, you know, I felt pretty good about it because it's like, it's the one guy. I made him laugh. I did my job <laughs> so yeah yeah
1: sure sure I mean you know when the one thing audience members don't know that like Mark, you're the closest to it because you just took a class you know they don't get what it's like to be standing there in front of an audience with an expectation that you are going to not just be humorous
3: like, you know I what have- I
1: mean they're not going to be humorous You've got to make the entire room laugh out loud, whatever it is, over and over and over again. And when we're standing there, I mean, and especially until you get to the point that you've really been doing it for a long time and have a lot of experience and this, that, and the other, I mean, it is so nerve-wracking to be standing there because, you know, it, you at this point, y'all, you only have so much ammunition. Yeah, you only have so much to bring to it. And I've seen comics, many young, we'll say young, newer comics, do bits that they wouldn't, they're not proud of that bit, but they were under the gun and they were just trying to make, make something, it, something happen, you know, something funny. They were just going, you know, for something, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, but and then audience members will be all pissed off. I've had that happen when it when it was an open mic, you know. And then somebody come and they're just livid, livid, pissed off. Oh, I can't believe you let that. You gonna let that bitch ever in this building? Get blah, 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 and I go, he's an open mic, <laughs> I mean, he's like. Why don't you give it a shot, see yeah. how it comes out. Why don't yeah. you come over here with your prolific fucking shit? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was inappropriate. Yes. But how do you think they learn? Yeah. I mean you have to you have to have an opportunity to fuck up. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Before oh, oh,
2: makes Mike just is. got booed.
3: Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't know what he said.
2: Oh yeah, he's he's uh he he's definitely hitting some notes that are not Yeah that yeah. are not striking check marks out there. I was
3: gonna yeah. say that quadriplegia one yesterday. Yeah. That yeah. was a what one. was that? You did a yeah. Oh quadriplegia. Oh 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 got ya. Yeah. That went yeah. south like Oh, yeah.
4: his head transplant? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh I've heard him do that. Yeah. Yeah. It. But it's, you know, once again, that's where you go, What Mike's a year and a half, two years into this. Yeah. You know? And he's like he's like, you know, he can host, and as far as I'm concerned, he can walk up there and do 10 minutes and feel with, he's got 10, Confidence, 15 minutes yes. that he, that's pretty confident, you know what I mean? That, that's, that. but then when you start going outside of that, it gets iffy, yeah. you know, because that you're still, you're yeah. just developing stuff, you oh, know, right. and you're also learning where do I put that in there, and when I do, and it doesn't work, and and then maybe I do a couple in a row that don't work. Now I've had a minute of nothing, of silence. Oof. So then you're going, do, do you have, you don't have enough experience to go, now I go to this. You know, lots of times you haven't sat down and pre thought, oh, okay. And if really this, thought through, your, south, yeah, oh really thought God, through God. your, Yeah, really thought through your set, and going, yeah, okay, I'm going yep. to. Save you. whereas me okay, and Al right. know that going, okay, I'm going to try a new bit, or I'm going to try a couple of new things, and they're a little iffy, right? Well, you know, you know they're iffy, so you know you're going to wedge that in, right? You're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to win them over, you're going to get them laughing their ass off, really liking you, you know, before you go there, right, right. And then if they don't work, you make light of it and you go immediately into something that you know that they're all gonna like, is gonna win them back over again, you know? Because there is that fine line with comics where you go, I know you're working on material, but you're also working, this ain't open mic. Mm-hmm. This is a paid, professional performance. Yeah, we talked
2: about okay. that when you were out doing the opening. The See audience, the That's right. yeah,
1: the audience, the, your 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 job is is now Getting paid for based on based on making that audience happy, you know. And I, there's a lot of comics that would take issue with that. Go no, you know, at all. And I go, well,
2: no. The job is the job is those people go out happy because you want them coming back. That's right. And, and that's right. And that's what business. But, you're, but building you, your yeah, that's right. you're building your yeah. brand. That's right. You're building your brand, but you know. Back when Les and I, and probably Les started a little earlier than I did, but he can tell you, I started in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the big graduation to being an opener of a comic was to go to Houston, and they had a group of comics that was yeah. kind of led by Sam Kinison, Oh wow. and it was called The Outlaws Brett, Comedy.
1: Brett uh, Butler, right. Ron shot, Bill Hicks. Hicks Bill oh, wow. Hicks. Uh, and, and, well, there's a great story. Jimmy Pineapple, Carl my,
2: Falkenberry. My first... Ever showcased at the comedy workshop in Houston. I followed Bill Hicks. Oh, so, there you go. On, we got a guy crying. But there and Stephen J. Moore. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but the thing about it was those guys had an attitude of they were competitive of how many patrons they could walk out of the club, and it was an entirely different. They're playing to the comics. That's right, they were playing to the comics. Playing
1: to the comics and (laughs) they were really caught up in super original, cutting edge, you know, not just playing to the easy stuff that you knew would work but trying to develop. And the thing about it is that's how a celebrity develops. Celebrities need to have a point of view that is consistent. You can't come off of it. So, because so that you're, you're brandable, that yeah. everybody knows that's always you. Mm-hmm. So, when you're that, you will get some shows where you're just going to tank. Oh. And because yeah. you're not going to switch, Bill Hicks ain't going to, he ain't winning the audience no. over. Well, he ain't going to switch over to just telling some fucking jokes and da 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 Neither is Doug Stanhope. Neither, I mean, no, you know, yeah. any, oh, and neither is Brian Regan. No. You know what I mean? They're going to stay mm-hmm. with who they are. You know, and so, you know that that we've we said there, there's there's ce- there's celebrity types. There's that type that it has a, a, a well defined who they are on stage, and then there's comics that are crowd pleasers. I'm a crowd pleaser. You know, I mean, it's like I'll adjust. adjust. I'll I mean, adjust don't. to the audience. They want dirty, go dirty. They want clean, they will go clean. You know, you'll adjust to the audience. Comics like that can work a lot, but it's hard for a comic like that to become a celebrity.
2: Right. You know what I mean? And and but the problem is, is that there's only so many slots to be a celebrity. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's only some. I mean, I'm sorry. There is a finite number of celebrities. And but that's opening up
1: a little bit with the internet. That's true. You're just not as big. Right. You get a. a, You're a smaller. The playing field's
4: bigger, or I guess even for everyone. But you know, you with the internet stuff. Yeah,
2: but you have to. It's like you say. You got to kind of play to your brand. And when I realized, you know, I didn't have that specialty thing, I wanted to do this for a living, it changed the way I did my comedy. And that, and, and, you know, so I'm that work a day. I mean, would I love to have a, huge, you know, would I love to be able to come sell this place out on paid seats? You know, hell yeah, I'd love to. But I realized, you know, I'm kind of the guy who's, I'm your lunch pail guy. Uh, they can call me up. They know they're going to get a good show. Sometimes they're going to get a great show. But rarely are, is anybody gonna watch it. But in out. our day and time, yeah. it, you yeah. know,
1: I didn't want to go to New York or L.A. and live there and beat that and, you know, and, and do that because that's what you had to do. You know, to well, – Sebastian to, grew quick, to, didn't he, to, less?
3: What's that? Sebastian, he grew quick, didn't he?
1: Uh, no, I mean, he was around for a long time. Was he? W- yeah. w- once, he once he got – once he started getting popular and getting on television and stuff, but obviously the thing was, whenever that started happening, he was ready. You know, he was go- really good. I, I don't imagine he was doing it for two years and all of a sudden had a Showtime fucking special. I might be wrong, but I've never seen that happen. No. Ever, ever. About the quickest I've ever seen anybody, something like that happens, they've been doing it five or six years. Yeah. You know, and, and, then, was- and then it's another three or four 5 years of being on television right. that they, they they start to get massively uh uh you know, famous so still it's
2: not like but even look at Rogan overnight. I mean Rogan Shit. Rogan isn't I mean Rogan is only isn't popular because of his comedy No he Rogan is popular USC because of announcer and UFC podcast announcer and podcast
4: fear factor <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I mean but I mean you know you even forget about fear factor because that was that was back big. In the early yeah, yeah but that was in the early 2000s and but well, that helped him draw that helped him draw that helped him draw but, and then he had a but, good
1: enough show but right. it paid off for his people they loved it you yeah. know but yeah it, it was being but, on TV all the time but
2: it but but he is the guy I mean but he has a very finite audience mm-hmm. because even though he has the largest podcast ever that still is what, 0.0001% of the audience? Yeah. 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 Hey. But it pays way a lot of bills. Yes, I mean, oh, God, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's making. I mean, i you know, I'm listening. I love to just,
1: it. I love Google searching on a conversation like this and just going, Joe Rogan net worth. Now, I know that number is not always exact, but it's probably pretty close. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> it's probably more than we think it is.
3: I agree. I mean, but he's got—he's got—he's yeah. got it. He's built the brand, as we uh, say in our business. He has built the brand. So he's got know. that clout. <laughs> yeah, he, does. he does. Now, how has your
2: business changed in marketing with the social media and building the brand oh, and all that kind of? You stuff?
3: know, I got to tell you, I have uh, four children from the age of uh, 30 through uh, 40, and the four of them now are involved in the business, and that's how they—that's the marketing that they do. We do more national work than we ever have, and it's it's all about the social media and the websites, and they just do a oh. they do an incredible job. My daughter Angela does our marketing program with social media, so you guys have the
2: an actual social media plan, like a rollout oh. Out plan. Oh yeah, on for three years. Okay, mm-hmm. so you tell me, as a guy who is, hey, who, 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 here's what I've been. I've been really active and then I've been disappear. <laughs> like you you know you can find me on Facebook, but I think my last recorded posting was 2011, you know. I mean, yeah. all right. Give me the three social media places that if you are in a comedian, where do you need to be? If you are going to
3: hire me today, and I yeah. am no, because the first the very first thing. Remember to who do I is. work
2: for is Les McCurdy. Okay. So here's your dollar. Right. <laughs> <But> Joe Rogan's <laughs> worth
3: 25 million. Oh my god! Wow! Is he really?
2: Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah.
3: 25 yeah, sure. million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And he wow. and I bet you 20 a million, 20 wow. of that 25 million is off of the podcast. Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was really before. Uh, I gotta get you up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm. A, I gotta. Get I'm gonna see you tomorrow. I'm telling you right Thanks. now. I'm, I'm leaving, gonna I'm leaving, be here tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna see you. in drama <laughs> 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 Leave me hanging. Here's theory, the business
4: <laughs> secrets for social media. Oh, too bad you gotta go. <laughs>
0: Hey, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Please go to our website, mccurdyscomedy.com. We've got a lot of special events, a lot of uh, great comics coming up. Do not sleep on these guys. Uh, Orny Adams is actually coming in next week. Do not sleep on him. He is hilarious. And uh, if you liked Al Ernst, please look him up. It's A L E R. N S T. He's all over Facebook, all over the Google and the, the, uh, the, the interweb, if you will. And, uh, check me out. I actually have an Instagram. It's uh the fire Squatch. That's T H E F I R E. S Q U A T C H. Follow me on Instagram. I need the followers. Definitely. And uh, check out on Hill. Uh, he's a local open micer. He's always hitting the open mics here at McCurdy's and all around town. Very funny guy. All that good stuff. And, uh, can't wait to see you next time, guys. Love
4: you.